Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? It's, uh, it is, uh, remember how last week we said it wasn't that somber of a loss? Well, this one is, uh, this one is devastating. I don't think I have been this upset over a football game in a long time. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, just, uh, it's a very sad turn of events that that occurred last night. Every single play was aggravating. The Cowboys ran the ball through us every single time. The offensive line and defensive line is now decimated. And after watching that game, I am actually concerned that the Chiefs might score 70. You know, that's a real sad possibility. Um, Look, and I'm not trying to discredit C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper, but Tyreek Hill is above them by a good amount. And the Cowboys' tight ends are average, and Travis Kelsey is the best. And Patrick Mahomes, Mm. compared to Dak Prescott, is night and day. Mm. And we made made Dak Prescott look like he was Jesus Christ reincarnated. Mm. So it is a sad possibility. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Like you said, I mean, we're, we're every game now, it just seems that we're losing a player for the season. Uh, last week it was Brandon Graham. Uh, this week it's uh, Isaac Ciamalo after the year with a list, yeah, with list for Frank or, injury. Frank injury. Uh, you know, along with that, um, Jordan Mailata didn't play. Uh, Brandon Brooks is still out for four to six weeks. Uh, Kayvon Wallace just got put on the IR. So uh, it's not getting better for us. Yeah, see, I I really hate these episodes. I really do. Because the whole time it's just negative about the birds. And then lately it's just been negative everything else, too. Yeah, it was was a nice change of pace when we beat uh, beat Atlanta. But um, how quickly we have fallen. All right, we'll we'll get into the whole game. We'll talk about the play calling. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts and his struggles. We'll talk about the run game a lot. I mean, or the lack thereof. Uh, But let's talk about more depressing things. Uh, Ben Simmons now apparently doesn't want to come back to Philadelphia because he doesn't want to play with a player like Joel Embiid. And a near MVP. Mm. Yeah, it makes total sense. The person who was making space for Ben Simmons all year long, right? Yeah, it makes total sense, right? The person who was getting double teamed because Ben wouldn't shoot the ball and still was an MVP candidate. Mm, indeed. Huh. Yeah, man. Every, every It seems like every week now it's just a different, a different bullcrap story that comes out, you know? Yeah, it really is. It's just another thing. And it's just trying to get the media to slant into your direction. And it's like, look, he's going to get traded at this point. It's just for what? But I don't think Daryl Morey is just going to give him up either. And I'm fine with that. I get it. Uh, That can hinder the Sixers for a while, though. Um, I think that the one thing, too, as much crap as we're all giving Ben Simmons, I think that we're going to realize that without his defensive capabilities out there, this team does look a lot different. Now, with a guy like Tyrese Maxey in the front, we'll discuss this in the podcast, that could change the defensive scheme of a lot of teams going up against the Sixers, but will they be that same uh, championship contender that they were last year is the main question that rises from it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously, like you said, the defense is going to take a hit, but 
you know, that's just something that we'll, we'll have to address. I mean, whether that be in the trade of Ben Simmons or elsewhere. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, um, and like you said, Dar- I just don't think Daryl Morey wants to, like, nobody wants to trade Ben Simmons. Everyone wants him to stay except for him. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. One week it was the fans' fault. Uh, one week it was Doc and Joel's comments, and now it's he just doesn't want to play with Joel. Um, he also stopped the team from coming out to see him because he won't be dissuaded. It's it's just a wild turn of events at this point. And you know, look, Ben Simmons is a great player. I'll put that out there. Obvious flaws, but is he this much of a star caliber player that? he can go ahead and, you know, just act like this. That's my question. Well, apparently he thinks so, so. Yeah, yep. And that's what being coddled since the age of three is going to get you. Let's move on from this and let's talk some Phillies. They're in Atlanta for the next three. It's tied up in the second inning as the, at, at while we're speaking right now. Uh, this series can go one of two ways. The Phillies actually either take two or three or sweep or they blow it immaculately. Mm. Well, it's either they're going to get swept or they're going to sweep is basically what what I think. Uh, This is probably the biggest series for the Phillies in the last decade. Mm -hmm. If that's, you know, if that's not a, that may be a hot take, but. This is making or breaking for them. Um, they've had an, a lot of opportunities to make take up ground. They never took them. They never took advantage. And now it comes down to this, you know, their second to last series of the season between them and and the first place team. So this is this is huge. They have to win. If they don't, end of season. Yep, and we'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. And the last thing is the Flyers start preseason today. They're playing the Islanders currently. You know, not really much news, just preseason, but I'm excited for hockey to come back. Yes, I am too. I'm, you know, uh, just real quick, I'm, you know, I was was pleasantly surprised with most of the moves that they made. Um, And I'm excited for the season, man. Yeah, we're probably not going to talk about them this podcast because nothing's really happened as of just yet. Um, but you know, I, we have a we have a lot of the Phillies could potentially be exciting, but I'm nervous about that. Yeah. And on that note, I got nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Cue the rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's let's get in the huddle and get this birds conversation over with. Go birds. Go birds. Okay. Let's let's talk about the obvious uh, two issues on the forefront here. Well, actually three issues. There's three issues last night. Uh the biggest one, the one that's been most talked about, we'll start there. Miles Sanders ran the ball two times. Mm. Why? I know being down is some of it, but if you're going to drop back Jalen Hurts 35-plus times and just leave everything in like his capability, what, what do you gain from that? It, you know, it was just a very poorly called game by – by really both sides, by Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon. Um, like you said, I, I understand that you're down pretty much the entirety of the game, which is, you know, another bad thing. Um, but Miles Sanders can't get it twice. 
That's an abomination. That's a joke. The game was an abomination. Yeah, it was. It really was. It, it, just everything, everything. Like they, they just couldn't. They could not stop Dallas, no matter what they did. No matter what. It doesn't matter what was called. That they, they were getting positive yardage and. They were getting like 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 every run was like eight to ten yards. Every pass went for a first down. It, it, they just could not stop them. And then offensively, the first half was brutal offensively. Well, the whole game really, but mostly first half because we barely got the ball. And when we did get the ball, we did absolutely nothing with it. So. You know, basically the first run of the game was a good run by Miles Sanders. I think it went for like 15 to 20 yards, if I'm not mistaken. And then he got it one more time, and that was it. His first run went for, it was 20 plus, and then the other run was shorter. Yeah. But. That's a joke. Why is he only getting it twice? Like, (laughs) Again, I, I get the fact that you're down, but you can't let a guy who started six career games at this point throw the ball all game. You can't let that happen. The offense was one-dimensional. They the, the, the Cowboys pretty much knew what was being called because they knew they weren't running it. And... You know, on top of that, it was just, it, it wasn't, like, the first half for Jalen Hurts was not good at all. And then he comes back in the second half, throws an interception for a touchdown, and then the game was basically over that by that point. So, you know, really, there's nothing positive that I could say that happened for the Eagles. You know, Jalen Hurts went out there, and he either... Under threw or threw behind yeah. a lot of open receivers. That pick six to Diggs, even if Devontae Smith didn't fall down, that was right to Diggs. Yeah. That was going for a pick six regardless. Mm. Is is he just a young quarterback with no field vision? Did did he not see <laughs> Diggs coming up? I mean, it looked like he just locked on to Smith and was like, okay, that's it. Uh, that, that's just one play, but even throughout the entire duration of the game, the throws were terrible. There was nothing there. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, he, he ran the ball a lot too. Like, he he – Either guys weren't getting open, or he just wasn't seeing guys open, uh, and and he was forced to you know get out of the pocket and, and make a play himself. I think he does that a little too much. Um, I think he needs to trust his guys more, or he's just not seeing them. Um, and like I said last week, tight ends need to get involved more. We have two of the best in the NFL when they're together and they're healthy. And you know we have Devonte Smith who. Didn't do much. I mean, Jalen Rager was your leading receiver with five catches and 50-plus yards. So, it was just a very poor game overall for the entire team. Going back to Jalen Hurts, and, you know, you're looking at it, and you you said it yourself. It's either he was running, and he was either just not seeing the guys that were open and jetting or just missing them. When we talk about arm strength as a possibility, you know, you you see a guy like um, a Josh Allen or even a Tom Brady, they're able to hit those receivers in the middle of coverage. Is that possibly a setback for Jalen Hurts? He's not able to sling it in there? Well, certainly he doesn't have the arm strength that Josh Allen does because nobody has the arm strength that Josh Allen does. But, yeah, that could be an issue. That could be just him. You know, if he not, doesn't have the capability, he doesn't have the confidence in order to hit those tight spots. You know, there, there was a couple times where it looked like Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz were slightly open and a quarterback that 
has precision and a good arm would be able to hit them. And maybe that was just me looking at the game afterwards and looking at the highlights and especially that pick six. It looked like Ertz was running out to the right and it was definitely going to be a bang bang play regardless. But that looked like a lot better of a look than what happened. Well, I think that was going back to last week. What I said, you know, he's he's not. Like he, he. What's the right way to say it? Like. Nick Sirianna will call a play. And usually in a play, you'll have a first option, a second option, a third option, a fourth, a free, et cetera. And I think Jalen Hurts is just going with the first option no matter what. I think he, you know, he either thinks that they're open or he's just forcing the ball in there because that's the first option. And you can't do that when they're not open, obviously. So I think he's that's just being a young guy, having not having a lot of experience and trusting too much in the play call and not in himself. You know, I think that he needs to survey the field a little bit better, uh, not make, not be so quick with decisions. And if nobody's open, you know, he probably, it it just seemed to me that he's looking for the first option and then he's running out of the pocket and, and doing something himself. If you have time, you can look for your second or third or fourth option and then, and then if they're not open, then you make a play with your legs. But it seems to me that he's looking for the first option. That's not there. Then he's going out and making a play with his legs. You can't do that all the time. You know, you a, a, good, a lot like he did. A, a good NFL quarterback can create plays if there's nothing there, you know. And I'm just not seeing it. And I, I think I see exactly what you're talking about, too. It looks like he is dead set on whatever yep. that play is calling because yep. it's it just so many forced errors excuse me, unforced errors, rather, it's, look, if you got some pressure on you, I get it, but every single time pressure's on you, you shouldn't be throwing it into double coverage or throwing it right to the cornerback. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, there was a nice uh, pass to Quez Watkins, but that was mostly Quez Watkins being athletic and catching it. Yeah, I mean, he, he had some he had some decent passes. Um, you know, when the game was pretty much over, you know, he looked a lot better. But that was just because the game was over. Um, they took the gas. They t- they took their foot off the gas. Yeah. I mean, At that they, point, they were up by so much. It's like, oh, whatever. It was, you know, the touchdown to Ertz. I mean, he's wide open. And then the touchdown to uh, I, I mean, I will say the touchdown to Greg Ward was pretty sweet. Uh, but that was, a, was like a minute left. So it didn't really matter at that point. But he did make a nice play on that play. But. Yeah, I mean, it was just too many, uh, too many, you know, trying to do too much with it. And, um, you know, you got to settle down and, and look at your reads, you know, um, and not be so keen to, to just run the ball every time with, with your legs. And they just they have to run the ball more. They have to. Uh, you know, I, I we keep going back to it. With their running back. With their running, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, with their with their actual running backs. I mean, Kenny Gainwell was he didn't do anything. He's a non-factor, yeah, a non-factor. And Miles Sanders had two carries, so also a non-factor. That, that can't happen. That, that can't continue to happen. That that's that was a Doug Peterson if I've ever seen it. Um, so you know that that cannot happen again. And you know, I know again, I know you're down a lot, but you still you still have to have some sort of a run game. Um, you know, and I really do hate to go back to the Doug Peterson thing, right? But you remember the game the Eagles had against the Browns last year? Yeah. When it was said that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman confronted Doug Peterson because he was running the ball too much? Yeah. Is Nick Sirianni a puppet? Because that, it looks like it. Because that's exactly what those two would have done. All game long. Yeah. Well, the analytics say to pass. The analytics were wrong, obviously. You had nothing. You had not a single answer. Offensively, defensively, nothing worked. Every single play looked like it was a high school team going up against a professional team. And I hate giving the Cowboys credit. I can't stand it. I hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them. But this is absurd. Look, I would understand if they lost 24 to 21, 24 to 17, but they lost in such it, – it was an abomination. That's the theme. 
Yep. In the first quarter, I was talking with you, and I said it's going to be a long one. Yeah, I mean, literally from the first quarter on, you could just see that they, they could not stop them. I mean, like like I said, every run seemed every, – every run was at least 8 to 10 yards. Every pass was a first down. It was just they they marched down the field with nothing stopping them, it felt like. So, and we don't have anything to look forward to because it's only going to get worse. Kansas City next week, and they lost their last two. Do you mm. think they're not going to come out with a fire? Yeah, they need a win. They need a win, uh, and they're going to get one. So it, big time Andy Reid revenge game too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going to be one and three. And, Who just uh, left the hospital? So yeah, they're they're going to have a little bit of passion behind them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Win it for I coach, mean, right? Win it for coach. Yeah, it's in Philadelphia, which is, I guess, the only good thing. Actually, it's probably not a good thing because then probably not. Boodle. So, actually, look, they need to be booed. Yeah, they do. If, so. Okay, look, and if anyone disagrees, that game, if that game, if you think that game wasn't booable, you're not uh, a fan of sports. That's that's terrible. If you went out uh, about yeah. against your biggest rival and did that and didn't get mm. booed by your fans, that would mean your fans don't care. Yeah. And it's like, like not only that, but we mentioned it earlier, Sam Allo's done for the year now. Kayvon Wallace got put on the IR. Brandon Brooks is still hurt. Last week, Brandon Graham tore his Achilles. Who else? I mean, there's got to be more, right? Jordan Mailata didn't play. So... It's already happening again, man. The offensive line's already getting decimated. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's nothing new here. We know we know what that is. So, just every year. Every year it happens to us. <sighs> you know, I don't even know why I'm that, all that upset. Yeah, I, I, think we, a, I think kinda, a few weeks kinda, ago, going into the season, <laughs> I said, yeah, this team might win, like, six, seven games at the most. Yeah. I mean, it's just they, they give us so much hope, you know what I mean? And then they take it away. And, you know, Jalen Hurts shows flashes of incredible potential. And then just so much terrible play overwhelms that. I, I <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, this is definitely the guy when there's plays like the, when there's play like last night. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But. And let's get back to the coaching. Coaching. It was awful. Gannon was yeah. clueless. And Sirianni. Yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> who gives their running back the ball twice? Twice. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the arguments been like, oh, some of them were RPOs. And, you know, Jalen Hurts uh, chose to go with the pass. And it's, I don't think so, man. I, I really... Just think that it was a pure yeah, passing game. Even if that, even if that's the case, then you still ran it only twice. Yep. So, yeah, it was a very, very poorly called game. Jonathan Gaddon made no adjustments at all. He just kept running the same defense out there over and over and over again. And they Marcus were Epps had one sick hit and then ruined his life after that for the rest well, of the I game. Hate, I think Marcus Epps is the Andrew Knapp of the Eagles to me. Used to be Nate Gary, now it's Marcus Epps. Yeah. Okay. Like Marcus Epps is terrible. We're we're talking players that are on the team that serve yeah. quite literally no purpose. No purpose. They'll, they'll occasionally do one good thing and then about seventy five times just horrible play. Our punter played better than Marcus Epps. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I keep and I keep thinking about this too. Is JJ Ortega Whiteside useless? Yes. Why did he make the team? I think I saw him out there on one play. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he made that. the team over Travis Fulgham. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure Travis Fulgham would have had at least a couple catches by now, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. JJ's useless. 
Dude, but after week one, he was the number one rated blocker. I hate people. I really hate people. I, I can't stand this. I, I, I am wide blocker though, is he? <laughs> what is what is he? Uh he is a waste of space on this roster. There you go. You know where we could ship him? Detroit. Yep, let's do it. Not like I not I don't think Detroit would care. Dan yeah. Campbell might actually whip him in line. Yeah. He seems like a pretty strict coach who actually gets his team to care. Mm. You know, that's the thing, too. When you watch the rest of the league and you watch things like Red Zone, you get to see those really intense plays with the like newer head coaches uh, taking the risks. And, you know, I, I will say Detroit has sucked for the longest time. But under Dan Campbell, I think they have a bright future, at least. It's going to take a while. But it doesn't you know, look like the Matt Patricia year so far. Here's let's look at the bright side for a second, okay? What's that? We could be Jets fans. That's not doing it for me anymore. Really? Have you seen the Jets? Okay, yes, I have seen the Jets, and it's bad. But I'm looking at our situation specifically, where the no, Eagles I, I win the Super Bowl. No, listen, I understand that, but. All we talk is negatively about stuff. So I'm just trying to look at the bright side for once. And you just said we won a Super Bowl a few years ago. They didn't. So, you know. Yeah, we won a Super Bowl. But at least we we scored points this week. Right? I mean, they got shut out by by Denver. Chip, I mean... This game was really hard to watch, man. Yeah, I know it was. It's one of those ones where you sit there and sink into the couch further and further. Mm. I don't know, man. Well, on to Kansas City. Will Nick Sirianni make any adjustments? No. Will Jonathan Gannon make any adjustments? (laughs) No. Um... Something's up. What if we win? Look, if if we win, you can. All right, we we'll, we'll go back to the Bryce Harper. Uh, what was it? The oh, thirty-three no, I'm home run bets. I'm not making any bets. No, no, no. Oh no, no. Like you would have nothing. You get. You would just get to oh. uh, p- throw a pie in my face. Oh, and right. we will record it, and we will put it on Twitter. Okay. If they win? If they win. Bye. I'll but say, hey, not. I'm Ryan Michaels, and I'm about to get pied in the face. And, you know, I deserve it at that point. But I think that the odds of the Eagles winning that game are so slim. Mm. I mean, the Chiefs have played terribly, I will say that. So... Yeah, no, possible. they haven't played terribly. They're just their defense has given up a lot of points. But I think that's what, that's what I mean. I, defensively, they've been really bad. Well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, so it's like, it, you know, it may be a high-scoring game. Yeah, and I mean, last week I think Patrick Mahomes made a couple of rare mistakes, and I don't expect him to make those mistakes again, especially yeah. against our secondary. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to absolutely just have a feast on Marcus Epps. Like it's going to be Thanksgiving dinner times 10. (laughs) As soon as Marcus Epps came in the game, that's exactly who they aimed for every single pass. Didn't you notice that? Yeah, they did. (laughs) It worked. That's like me. Oh my God. It worked. Yeah. All right, let's let's analyze the coaching a little bit because we didn't really talk much about it, and I threw a conspiracy theory in there. But what 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 was going on in Nick Sirianni's head? I wish I could tell you, man. It's like, like I, a you ever see one of those little monkeys with the uh, pans just going bang 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 bang? That that must have been what's going on in Nick Sirianni's head. Like a wind-up monkey, just bang, 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 bang. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. I really can't explain what was, what, what happened. Yeah, man. I don't know. Nothing, nothing, nothing worked. There was, I don't even think there was really a game plan. It was just, hey, we're going to pass it, see what happens. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that they literally just marched down the field on the first drive of the game for a touchdown. And there's, you know, and you didn't, you, you didn't even go on the field yet. So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's, I, there's no analysis for me. You know, there, there's just not, there's, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, same thing for Gannon. Same thing. Gannon literally ran the same defense over and over and over and over again. And they ran the same play over and over again because it worked. <sighs> well, on to Kansas City. Yep. Who do we play after that? Carolina. In Who is Carolina. <laughs> you, you know, Sam Darnold, <laughs> without Adam Gase, he's okay. He's <laughs> That's going to be a problem. Yeah. DJ Moore might have a field day. DJ Moore is going to have a field day. Yeah. And you know who they're going to aim for? Have 200 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> oh, boy. Dude. Oh, man. So, I'm, I'm literally Tyreek Hill could just run down the field. And that's, and that's what it's going to be. The thought of Tyreek Hill scares me. Yeah. And the, and they have Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edwards, Elaire running. Yeah. I, I hell, uh, Mikal Hardman could have a game. Oh yeah. Easily. Their third string tight end could have a game. Yep. Honestly, dude, Andy Reid could go out there and have a good game. Their backup quarterback is going to put up 500 yards. Because we're going to be down by that much after the second. Yeah. This is going to be bad. Oh man, I don't. I, I don't even want to think about it. I am. I am scared. I don't. I don't want to lose by that much again. Uh. Well, it's not going to be. We're not going to lose by twenty. 30, we're going to lose way more four. than. That. Yeah. Oh, boy. Chip, can you tell me it's going to be all right? Uh, no, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Could really use it. I mean... Could really use it. If you're talking Eagles, no, I can't. Sorry. But, like, everything else, maybe. Has a team ever uh, had the opportunity to draft three out of the top five picks? You know, that's a good point. And I don't think they have. We we very well could. Yeah. And no, here goes exactly what's going to happen, right? Mm. The Towards the end of the season, mm. they're going to trade them all that are going to be top 10 picks, all three of them, mm. for Deshaun Watson, right? Mm. Then Deshaun Watson's going to get charged. Yeah. He's going to go to prison. And he's never going to play. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly is going to be charged for alleged Mm. Yeah. And that he's never going to play again, and we got nothing. Right. <laughs> Good plan. Oh, man. All right. That's enough depressing Eagles talk. Let's move on to depressing Sixers talk. Yeah. Okay. What's the deal? Is Ben Simmons just going to keep saying things every week, or at this point, or at this point, point are people just making things up as they go along um no he's gonna keep spitting nonsense okay had a feeling but i just wanted to run because he the reason he's doing this and this all well this all very well could be false just just so you know but if it is true then he's just gonna keep doing this because he doesn't want to be the bad guy he's making it seem like we are Chip, I mean, let, let's be real here. 
Is, is is that not what he's doing? He's just yeah, he's just trying to change the slant. You know, trying to push the blame on everyone else. But that's what he's done his entire life. You know, when you look at him, why? Because he was coddled. He was he was a celebrity growing up right. in Australia. Well, when he was on LSU's campus, he was like the man on campus. And when you're when you're on the top of the world your whole entire life, and you're finally told it's your fault, man. You didn't shoot <laughs> it in the fourth quarter of all games in a playoff series. I mean, come on. And, you know, it, it's it, to me and you, you look at a younger guy like a Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I know like we talked, unfortunately, we gave him a lot of criticism today. But you look at him go up to the podium and he's just like, yep, that's on me. That's on me. Yep. And he says that, right? He doesn't say anything else. He said it was on me. And not, he not also had a legendary that. quote and said, if you take a deuce, you don't just look at it. You move on. You flush it and move on. Yeah, that was that was see, that, that was, was a sick comment. But see, and, and like too, like when you say things like that, like the, uh, as funny as it was, that actually does make sense, you know. Yeah. You can't harp on it. You have to look at what happened and improve upon it. And but but he's not pushing it off onto somebody else. He didn't say, "Oh look, how many completions did I have?" Because that right. sounds like how many how many assists did I have? Right. Uh, that that's the kind of stuff. It's like if you took accountability and said, yeah, I had to be better. I had to do this and I didn't. Yeah. This situation isn't happening right now. Well, here's the deal, right? First of all, you got to know where you're playing, right? You're playing in one of the most passionate sports towns in the world, if not the most. And two, even if you go somewhere else, they're not going to take that bull crap either. If you, if you go to a, you know, he wants to go to California, right? If you go to LA, you go play for the Warriors. Those fans yeah. will despise oh you. And they'll they and if, if you perform poorly, they will eat you alive. Any big market, town. especially Golden State or L.A. or you know anywhere on the West Coast, they're gonna they're gonna do the exact same thing. I would you say this: go me. out there and not perform. You'd be like, well, this happened. This happened. And then you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to play with this person anymore. Or it just doesn't work between me and him. Obviously, it does. Like, you and Embiid have worked together. Look at the stats. Like, you have a winning record with Embiid. Your plus minus is better with Embiid. Like, just the the stats tell the story. Speaking of the plus minus, I I just saw this on Twitter not too long ago, and this is from Will Rucker, at Will Rucker, uh, at Will underscore Rucker three underscore AD. That's a very long handle, but he put up two pictures, and he said, Ben Simmons has a plus minus of minus 88 without Joel Embiid in his career. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons has a plus minus of plus 980 with Joel Embiid in his career. Yeah. So what about Joel Embiid's style of play is really – Mm. hampering your game what a, what yeah like why why can't you play with mb that that stat four years is, and you've been good that stat is astonishing yeah that's a, that's an absurd stat that's nuts and and this is the guy who you can't play with because his style of play screws you up right you know yeah. Does he want to be a center somewhere else? Is that is that what I'm getting? Right, right. Do you want to play center now? Clearly you do because you don't want to shoot. I I just don't see. And, you know, when – let's say we have a guy like Tyrese Maxey that's going to be our starting point guard if Ben Simmons doesn't report, obviously. The defensive scheme of the other team coming in is going to be shifted. Yeah. You, you can't double Joel Embiid every single time. Ben Simmons isn't at the top of the arc. Right. Tyrese Maxey, you know, he's developed a solid shot towards the end of the year. If he keeps that up, what, you leave him open, double cover Embiid, splash. Yep. Now, is this a point, too, where the offensive dynamic of the Sixers changes tremendously? Yeah, I really think that this could be a turning point as well. And, you know, moving away from the Ben Simmons discussion – 
the Sixers, if he's not going to report and he's not going to play, should look at least to fill a couple of the voids and see how they're going to operate their offense. They should change their offensive scheme. Well, I mean, they, there's there's no doubt they are because Ben Simmons is not there. So, you know, obviously with Ben, if he was there, yeah, you have the same offense, obviously. But Ben's not going to be there. So you have to change things up. And they definitely will do that because Tyrese Maxey's not the same player Ben Simmons is. So, uh, you know, offensively, there's going to be different. And even defensively, too, because, you know, we're losing a big-time defender in, in Ben Simmons. So it's going to be different. You know, and you look at Tyrese Maxey, he put on a good amount of weight, a lot of muscle. It looks like he's actually developing into a solid NBA player. You know, give the kid a shot at this point. I don't know what to say. And I don't think Morey's not just going to move on from Ben for nothing. He, he want wants it. what he wants. Yeah, he wa- I mean, everyone, including Morey, like the whole team wants Ben back. Everyone has said it. And the only one that doesn't want Ben back is Ben. So I really don't know if he's going to be traded. If he is, it may not be till the deadline. Look, and, you know, it's going to get to a point, too, where if they leave him sit and rot, they have to do it, unfortunately. Um, do I think the Sixers are a better team without him right now? No. But it is what it is. Yeah, well, and, and it depends on what you get back in a trade as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get some good value back, we still could be a contender. Now, I, I heard a rumor swirling online of um, C.J. McCollum, Robert Covington, and two firsts. Y- yeah, I mean, there's just so many rumors that I don't even know what to believe anymore. I, I really, I really don't believe most reports that come out nowadays because you can't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it, it really all comes down to if a team is interested. Portland has made no. They they've told nobody that they're interested. Uh, the teams that they said at are interested are Minnesota, I think Cleveland, uh, and Sacramento maybe. Among maybe another, there was another team. I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think if I'm Daryl Morey, I start off, you know, looking at those teams, those teams that are interested and see what they see, what they offer. Yeah, I, I just don't see at this point. Right. His, his trade value starting to tank. So, yeah, well, ever since ever since that game seven or whatever it was, game six, whatever happened, I think it was game seven. Uh, it's been it's been tanked since then. So I think the longer you hold on to them, the more you could get. Uh, but at what cost? You know, we're not going to he's not going to play. So it's either you deal him now and get someone who's going to play or you don't. And you, you, you go with the team you got. So it's going to be very interesting, but I really don't know what's going to happen. He could be dealt tomorrow. He could be dealt at the deadline. We just don't know. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, but on that note, let's move on to some positive Sixers news. How would you like that? Would you like that? What's what what what's positive? Uh, well, the team's having fun with each other, all roasting Danny Green. I thought that was funny. Oh. Danny Green was in the middle of a uh, press conference and Joel Embiid screamed down the hallway, hey, Danny, you suck. I don't think I know what the word positive means anymore. And then uh, I, have, I haven't experienced it <laughs> in so, you know, uh, Tyrese Maxey was asked about uh, Danny Green and is he something? Is he a good presence in the locker room? And he's like, yeah, Danny's great. You know, he's played for, in the league for like 32 years and he's like 54 years old. But, yeah, he's cool. So. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was good. Yeah, but that that those two little things brought a smile to my face a little bit. You know, that is funny. But I'm not laughing because I'm in pain. All right, and you know what else brings us pain? Yeah. The Philadelphia Phillies. 
Indeed. Your boy, Andrew Knapp, is still on the team. Yeah, that's well, I'm not even I'm not even gonna go into that. Listen, you guys know how I feel about Andrew Knapp, okay? I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go on a tangent. I'm not gonna go on a rant. You guys know how I feel, okay? Anyway. The fact that the Phillies still have a chance is laughable. This is the biggest series in a long time. Maybe the last decade. And they're down to nothing. I didn't need to know that. In the top of the fifth. Okay, great. But they're going to disappoint us yet again. And, you know, I really, I really give props to people who have just been, you know, riding the Phillies this whole year and be like, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to make it. Even through all the, the losing streaks and the winning streaks and the ups and downs, I, I really give props to you guys and girls because that, is just like how do you guys do that? I mean, I it's got to be challenging. I mean, I the Phillies have—I <laughs> literally gave up on this team in like May, and every time they go on a winning streak, they're like, "Am like even my dad's like, "Yeah, they're making a run. They're making a run." I'm like, "Dude, you don't understand, okay? Every time this team makes a run, they blow it." Because that's what they do. It's been happening for years now. The last probably three or four years have just been utter disappointment. After after promising starts. So until this team is either A, consistent, or B, makes the playoffs, I have zero faith in them. And that's uh-huh. sad to say, because I love the Phillies. But it, it's happened time and time and time and time again. They give you hope, and then they rip it away with everything that they have. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because they're going to do it again right here. Yeah, I I don't I look. The series is going to end one of two ways: winning the series or getting swept. Well, they're they're either going to get swept or they're going to sweep. There's no in between with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep looking at the score. I, I just have to. I have to scoreboard watch. Yeah, they they have two hits. Yeah, they do. In five innings. Yeah, they do. Okay, they, they just got their third. Good, good. You know. <laughs> and there's two outs in the top of the fifth, so it's gonna it's not gonna mean anything. Okay. You know, Gene Segura's up. If Segura am I, am gets I on base, too, Bryce Harper's like, up. Like, I'm not being too like harsh here, right? Not until the team proves anything to you. I don't think you can be too harsh. Okay. All right. So l- let's leave it at that. And so next, <laughs> go ahead. I'm justified here. Like you're good. You're good okay. until they prove it to you. You're good. Yeah. Look, Which if is- they make the, if they make the playoffs, though, you got to give them at least props for that. Well, they're not, so. If they do. If they do, I, I will, but they're not. So. All right, yeah. let's, let's, let's leave the Phillies talk at that for this week. And next week when we reconvene, we'll know whether they made it or not. And Chip, I will give you the honors of giving 
the eulogy of the season if they are out. Mm. Mm. I look forward to it because it's going to happen. So. Yeah, and you know, go Flyers preseason game. Yeah, they're tied one-one right now. Um, with New York, the Islanders. Yeah, it's fine. It's a preseason. Who cares? Yeah, preseason. So, uh, hopefully they can play well, right? Hopefully there's, you know, every team's not a disappointment in this in the city, right? Yep. And on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to the phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the Philly Bandwagon, the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Anchor there. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Uh, you can probably find us wherever podcasts are available, Google Podcasts as well. If you want to find us anywhere else, email us at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. If you also have any questions, uh, that's our mailbox, so feel free to shoot anything in there, and we'll try to answer it to the best of our abilities and maybe talk about it on the show. Uh, we do like to communicate with you guys, so follow us on Twitter at the PHL Bandwagon. Uh, we share polls every single week, so you know, just uh, feel free to take part in those and engage with us. We really do appreciate it, and we really do like talking with you guys. You know, it's really nice to engage the listeners, and you know, we got to go to the Weg Shop and rock our merch: TBW merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, knit hats. They're all available. Um, go to the Weg Shop, and you can find us um, under PHL Sports Nation there. Um, you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. We also have a Facebook, the PHL Bandwagon. You know, you are justified, Chip. You're good. Just want you to know. Yeah, there's a new, there's a new uh, report. It says Simmons wants trade to team built around him on offense. Okay, so no one got it. Right. So you're you, so what you're saying is you want your team to suck because you don't play offense. Right. Uh-huh. Good job, Ben. Great job. You're real good, smart. Good job, Ben. We'll see you at the next stop. Maybe not. <laughs>